the Off The Ball Podcast Network. Now I'm delighted to welcome Cabin Teeley's penalty hero goalkeeper Stephen McGuinness to our Off The Ball League of Ireland podcast. Of course, saved three penalties in the judo as his team beat Longford Town 3-1 on Friday night in the first round of the First Division playoffs. Rob Manley, the top scorer, scored the winning penalty after a 1-1 draw in the second leg. The first leg ended scoreless and Stephen joins me on the line. How are you, sir? I'm not too bad, Jamie. How are you doing? Great, thanks. Not bad at all. Not bad. Now, I tried to get uh, one of the clubs or someone to live stream the penos on Friday. Didn't happen, but I've since watched the highlights. And uh, it's fair to say you were uh, in top form in that shootout, sir. Yeah, wasn't too bad. Um, a good record overall with penos this season. So, um, I suppose luck was with me on the night. So, what are you thinking kind of coming towards the end of extra time when it looks like there's going to be a shootout? Um, I suppose uh, even during the game, like you're always thinking as a goalkeeper, you think if there's a penalty, which way am I going? Who's taking it? Um, so when it gets towards the end of extra time, you do have to get into the mindset that it's most likely going to penalty, especially as players start to get uh, more tired on on a heavy pitch. Um, but as soon as the whistle goes, then straight to the goalkeeping coach and chat to him about it. Yeah, because we see often, you know, at the highest level, the goalkeeping coaches will have an iPad and. You know, they may have done some work in the build-up to show the goalkeeper or the goalkeepers, the different players, and you know where their penos go. So if one is given in the actual match, or if one is, you know, a match happens to go to a shooter, you have an idea of of what the players might do. What was that process for you in terms of you know how you prepped for it and and those few minutes between the final whistle and the shootout actually happening? I suppose like when you look at a, a player stepping up, you have to there's a few th- different things that go through your mind. I suppose uh, like if the pitch is let's say muddy, like it's there's a chance that the foot could slip, so you have to see who's taking the penalty. Have they taken penalties before? Like um, I suppose Longford, we it was lucky enough that Longford had a penalty shoot against Bowes. Yeah. Um. So I was just watching that and seeing how that went. But uh, I suppose the biggest thing is you trust your gut. Yeah, like some goalkeepers, they might you know make a decision to you know to go early with the left footer. They might go a certain side with the right footer. It's the other side as well. What did you do for each of the ones that you saved? Did you wait to see where the attacker was going to go? Did you make a guess? Did you do a little bit of everything? No, I suppose like when right footer steps up, but a lot of the time, like different people tell you different things. But I always think like they're going to go across their body. Um, so and lucky enough, like when Darty stepped up, he was left footed and he went to my left. So and then the next two went to my right. So it's you do have to kind of trust yourself, and especially if you make the first save, you kind of get that build-up of, I can save the next one, I can save the next one, I can save the next one. So. You make the three saves, Rob Manley scores the winner. Talk to me about that few minutes on, and, you know, great video and, and some brilliant photos of, you know, you guys celebrating on the pitch because it's such an awful way to lose a football match, but a great way to win a football match on penals. Oh, it is. And we, we, had the, we had the heartbreak against Cork, like to be... Two one up in extra time with about two minutes to go, and then them get the equaliser and then go out and penalties. It's it's a killer, but in, we learned from it. Um, we managed the game a lot better, I thought, uh, against Longford. And I suppose like when it is an awful way to to lose a game, um, but when you win, it's it's something special, alright. Is this the end of your second or third season with Cabo, Stephen? This will be my second. Okay. Second season. Yeah. Have you been surprised at how well? things have gone um, I spoke to Kieran Marty Waters before the first leg against Longford and I know he's been out injured a lot of the season and he's you know been in the club a little bit longer than you and, and he was just saying about you know the group and the squad and you know the ability in the group that he hasn't been surprised with how things have gone the fact that you're now in the first division playoff final I know you, there's another one to come against Finn Harps but the fact that you've got this far has that surprised you at all? Um, no it wouldn't have like even in pre-season like we knew he had an excellent team 
um, and to keep the, the majority of the team from last year was a great step because you know you build that core and you can build on and build on and build on the same way UCD did when they won the league um, the first match of the season was probably the most important game If to lose that game 3-0 to come in after the game and show like management the amount of experience they have to such a young team to manage the game a lot more and to know that if you go a goal behind you can still come back like there's plenty of time and we really learned that throughout the season that's why we went on such great runs throughout so I don't think like we said at the start of the season the playoffs has to be our our priority and we got there yeah, and from your own point of view, I don't have the stats exactly in front of me, but you've played every minute of every game for Cabin Teeley in the league this season as the captain and uh, 28 goals conceded in, in 27 games, an average of just over one goal a game, which isn't the worst defensive record possible, you know, given the likes of your shells and, and you know, other teams in the league, you know, have done quite well in terms of scoring goals. You've obviously faced that brilliant team from Drada, who, who you're going to face now in the next playoff, who, who have been very, very handy in front of goal as well. So from a personal point of view, you know, you're, you're still a relatively young goalkeeper. You've been the captain and you've played every minute and, and that's something I'm sure you're very, very happy to have done. Yeah, no, it is. It's an amazing achievement. Uh, didn't play the last game though against Wexford. That, oh, OK. That, uh, so I played 26. Right, nice. But, OK. Um, yeah, it's, we've built a very, very strong defensive defensive unit there and throughout the whole team not just the back four or back three myself like the whole team all starting 11 has been amazing defensively and then going forward you attack as a team you defend as a team so um, but no we've been we've been very consistent a lot more consistent than last year and I think that's where um, that's how we've been further up the table and accumulating more points especially away from home we've been very very solid Yeah you also have the top scorer in the league in Rob Manley who I think gave an interview to the Cabin Teeley's social media after the game and you know he was very very quick to praise you and if you kind of look he's been the one who scored a lot of the goals and you've been an ever present almost at the other end with the defenders that you've mentioned and it's kind of been a very very good combination of a strong defence and, and someone like Rob who's a little unknown in the league given he, he'd kind of you know, been at a few clubs in previous years and maybe not been a regular after he, he finished under 19s but for him to come in and score I think it's 17 league goals to be the top scorer in the league and, and that has been a huge boost to you guys as well. Yeah it's been amazing. Absolutely amazing. He's been fantastic all year. Um, even in games where you don't really see yourself getting anything out of it, with Rob up front, you know, he just needs one chance to put the thing away and he'll, he's won us games, he's got his draws. He's been absolutely fantastic. So you're going to face the Drogs over two legs. I think the first leg's in Strabrook this Friday and the second leg then Friday week because they finished second in the league. They get home advantage in the in the second game, which is the same routine as, as you've done now. We're playing Longford. What are your thoughts on, on the kind of games you face against Drogheda this season? I mentioned the number of goals that they've scored. They've been very, very good from an attacking point of view. They've also conceded quite a few at the other end. And you've already met them, of course, three times in the league. Yeah, it's been topsy-turvy, I think, would be the term to use for ourselves and draws. Like, um, when we played them away, we, you know, it was 4-1. We managed to get, we handled the game very well. We went on the attack and really, I was like, battered, but we beat them well. And then when they came down to us, they, you know, they battered us, you know, in our place. And then we went back up to theirs in the loss. So you never really know what game you're going to get. But the one thing that you can, uh, you will get is it's going to be a physical game. It's going to be very, very high tempo. It's going to be an excellent match. For you, Stephen, is there much difference in the grounds that you play in? And the reason I'm asking is the pitch in United Park is a lot smaller than for example, the one in Stradbrook and a lot of the other ones in the league. And it just seems to me as if there's always kind of more goals and more chances over the years in Drada, just because in general 
players are closer to both goals because the pitch is so small and you know even long throws and wide free kicks and stuff kind of inside each half you know are great opportunities to put the ball right in the you know under the crossbar as such have you I suppose experienced that that on the smaller pitches there's a lot more action around the goals there will be yeah especially when if a team's on the attack like one ball and you're basically halfway in the opposition's half so from attack to defence it's a very quick transition whereas in Stradbrook you clear the ball and you might only get it to the halfway line because it's so big. Uh, whereas in United Park, like and like you said, like long throw-ins can hit this penalty spot and it's going to be a goal-mouth scramble. But yeah, you do you do tend to see that a lot more, and you and it's more attacking attackers v defenders and in them type of games. Yeah, and of course as well because you know the players, as you mentioned, one pass and they're kind of halfway in your half, and then one more pass and they're they're like able to shoot or, or able to cross or, or whatever and, and that I'm sure means you have to be much more alert and aware maybe in other games if, if a team was kind of just inside the half they've still got you know a back four and a midfield three or whatever to beat but on, on the pitch particularly in two weeks time you probably do need to be aware that things can come at you a lot quicker Oh yeah definitely and that's where you need to be sharp off your line anything comes in over the top you need to be positive you need to make up your mind early and if it needs to go it needs to go What age are you Stephen? I'm 24. 24 to be a regular in the team. I remember having <clears throat> James Talbot in earlier in the in the year, and, and you know he he's done so well at Bowes. And um, like I know the reason that you moved to Cabinteely was to get regular first team football, and you definitely have achieved that goal. Um, how would you kind of look back on on the couple of years that you've had, and you know, no matter if Cabo get through this round, get to the Premier, stay in the first division, the experience that you've had as a young keeper, being able to be in a team playing every week and, and you know the experience that, that that's been able to give you yeah it's been amazing like even when I went up to draw and we, we made the playoffs in the first year was it was very unusual for a team where had been put together just from everyone it was a brand brand new team so to make the playoffs with them has given me a lot of experience and a lot of the lads like in Cabo haven't been in that kind of situation so that but they're learning very quick and they've learned over the last couple of years that uh, this is a once-off game What's the main thing you've learned about being a senior keeper in the games that you've played? As you mentioned with Drada, but you know more recently being the number one at Cabinteely, what type of things have you learned? Game management, I think, be the big thing. You, and you really just get that from experience. Like when you're on top, you need to push, and then when you're not on top, you kind of need to kill the game a little bit more. Or even like, for example, like in Cork, when we were two one up, it should have just we should have saw that game out with two minutes to go. But um, maybe a little bit of inexperience. From my from my part, uh, probably helped us or didn't help us in that situation. So that'd be the big thing. Yeah, um, be, game management. Yeah, because you see all the time, you know, the manager depends on, on the goalkeeper. You know, if the team is under pressure and you're able to catch a cross or the ball's coming through to you, and you take a touch and you make the attacker come in to press you before you pick it up, just to kind of kill that time. And maybe also at, at the other end, if 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 you've caught a corner and you're losing the game, or you've left a couple up, the likes of you know the players with pace in your team to be able to to play a quick ball forward and. That's something I'm sure that you took time to learn, and certainly at under nineteen level, it's it's definitely not as applicable as it would be at first team level. Yeah, I suppose in nineteen, it's when it was at Bray, like it was all about development, development, and getting games under and getting the experience in. Um, but then once you got to first team, like results are the most important thing. Like so, it's now when to release it quick, when not to release it quick. But that thing only that only comes from playing games regular week in week out. You can't, you don't learn it as much in training because everything's 100 mile an hour. But in a match, you need to be able to dictate the game. 
And I'm always interested, Stephen, as well, to find out what League of Ireland players do away from, from being footballers. And there's some great stories in the first division of, of, of different players, whether they be still in school or in college or, or working full-time or working part-time along with their football. What's your source away from being a cabin TD footballer? Um, special needs assistant in the secondary school. Okay, nice. Tell me yeah, a, bit, so. a little bit about that. And, and most players in the first division certainly have to strike that balance between working full-time and also being a footballer. Yeah, well, lucky for me, the skill has been absolutely fantastic. Like, with any time that I need off for matches, they've been very understanding with it, and it's something that you discuss kind of at the start of the year. Um, but it is, it's tough when you come in, especially if you've had a bit of a rotten day. At least the football is there for a release, and when you go training, they kind of everything else just goes out the window and you get to enjoy it. Yeah, and I'm sure it can work the opposite way as well. If you've had a poor result on a Friday or whatever, and you know you've had a crap weekend as a result, when you turn into the to school on on the Monday morning, I'm sure all the kids know that you're a footballer, but they probably don't really care if you've won or lost the game. You're there to help them, and and at the same time, I'm sure they're great at lifting your mood if you've come in, as I say, after after a weekend where things haven't gone too well. Ah, uh, that's it. That's it. It's just, it's something that you kind of have to you have to get used to. It. Like people ask you results, and you're kind of just like, oh, just leave me alone. But um. No, and they'd be telling me about their matches on the weekend as well. So, like, not in, I get to listen to their stories. They listen to my stories. So, it's kind of a sharing process, I suppose. Yeah, and myself and Stephen are speaking on Sunday afternoon. So, you haven't been back to work and back to school since the heroics of the penals on Friday. But I'm sure uh, all the kids will be asking you to, to, to explain to them exactly how it all went uh, on Friday. You'll be, you'll be arriving as, as one of their teachers who's a hero. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see that tomorrow. We'll see that tomorrow morning. Stephen McGuinness, well done. Thanks for your time. The best of luck over the Thanks next few weeks. We'll see you soon, all right? Thanks very much. That was an Off the Ball Podcast Network presentation.